Hello everyone and welcome to Bat Books for Beginners. I'm your host Nick and today we've got a special treat because today you've got an extra large Bat Books for Beginners as I'm reviewing an extra large book. That book is Batman The Long Halloween. This is a 13 issue series which was written by Jeff Loeb and with art by Tim Sale. It was originally published in 1996 and 1997 and the entire series has been collected in trade paperback form. So let's find out, is it as good as everyone says it is? It can't be perfect, can it? Now the plot for this story is very complex and very long, so I will be going through it as quick as possible and just trying to brush over the story rather than go through every detail. So we begin with Carmine the Roman Falcone, who we've seen before, and his Mafia family, and they hold Gotham City in an iron grip. Harvey Dent has been in the basement of their garage at the Roman's home, copying down the license plate numbers of various cars, very similar to the opening of The Godfather. The Roman's goons then beat him to a pulp, warning him to lay off for his own sake. Dent then later meets up with Captain James Gordon later that night, and the two discuss the possible means of bringing the Roman down, and they decide they need to involve Batman. Batman to answer a bat signal sent out by Dent and Gordon. The three enter a pact to bend the rules if necessary, but never break them. Batman then disappears, but he leaves behind the Roman's ledger, an incriminating piece of evidence from the penthouse. You thought we could be decent men in an indecent time! On Halloween, Johnny Vitti, Falcone's nephew, is shot twice in the head by an unknown assailant whilst taking a bath. The perpetrator leaves behind the murder weapon, a .22 caliber pistol. That night, Dent, Gordon and Batman discuss the murder, and Dent lets it be known that he couldn't care less about the death of a Mafia hitman. The three discuss the particulars of the murder and toss about possible suspects. When Batman notices that their conversation is being eavesdropped upon by Catwoman, she's listening in from the rooftop. She does offer to help Batman hit the Roman where it hurts the most, his money. Catwoman's information leads Batman and Dent to a warehouse on Gotham Harbor, where they discover that the Roman has stockpiled over $20 million. They both set fire to the warehouse and destroy the money to strike a blow that Falcone cannot ignore. Dent cheerfully returns home to help his wife, Gilda, as he is rummaging through his mail, a bomb is hidden inside a package, goes off, and blows the house sky-high with Dent and Gilda barely surviving. On Falcone's yacht in Gotham Harbour, the Roman is talking with rival Sal Maroney, who we've also seen in the previous book. Maroney says that the holiday killings have been bad for business and that they should put aside their difference to put an end to it. Falcone subtly suggests that Maroney might be behind holiday, using as evidence the fact that the hits have all been on members of the Falcone family. Just then, Falcone's son, Alberto, falls overboard, shot by Holiday. There's just one problem. What's that? You're talking to the wrong Harvey. The murders continue, and soon it is August 2nd, Falcone's birthday, and the date on which Maroney is going to trial to testify against him. Before Dent can head for court, however, Gilda stops him, disturbed by th something she has found in the basement, a .22 gun just like one of Holiday's guns. Dent claims that it's simply evidence he brought home from work. 
Batman, though, has other things on his mind other than the trial, namely finding the Riddler, whom Holiday let live on April Fool's Day. Batman tracks him down and challenges his connection to Holiday. Riddler explains that the Roman hired him to find out who Holiday was, but kicked him out when the solutions he gave were less than satisfactory. This information leads Batman to think that maybe Riddler was left alive to spread the word that the Roman was looking for Holiday. Someone must have stepped up to run the so-called family. Is that man in this courtroom today? Could you identify him for us, please? You win, counselor. I have a sworn statement from you that this man, Salvatore Moroni, is the new head of the Falcone crime family. On the day of Moroni's trial, Moroni is handed a bottle of what appears to be heartburn medicine. When in the trial, when Dent inquires if the Roman ordered the attempt on Dent's life, Moroni fakes a coughing fit and reaches for the bottle, which is actually acid. Moroni hurls it at Dent, hideously disfiguring half of his face. Dent is rushed to the hospital, but once there, he stabs a doctor and escapes, with these holiday murders continuing. Then we jump to Labor Day. Dent has been hiding out in Gotham's sewers for a month. Gordon, meanwhile, has come to the conclusion that Dent is holiday. Batman refuses to acknowledge it, but Gordon demands to hear the truth from Dent himself. Batman first searches at Falcone's penthouse, asking Falcone if he knows where Dent is. The Roman accuses him of knowing that Dent was Holiday all along, but standing aside while Dent went on his killing spree, because the only victims were criminals. Batman then confronts Gilda next about her husband's whereabouts, inquiring about the .22 caliber gun that she found. Batman tells her that he found gun metal shavings on Dent's workbench, as if he had filed away the serial numbers there. Batman finally ends up at Arkham Asylum, talking to Julian Day, the calendar man, to try and get some help as to what the Holiday Killer will do next. That night, Gordon, at Batman's request, moves Moroni to a new cell. The calendar man tells Batman that Moroni is most likely to be Holiday's next victim. Sure enough, the calendar man's prediction comes true when Holiday surfaces to shoot Moroni twice in the head during the prisoner transfer. Holiday turns his gun on Gordon, who can only helplessly stare up into the face of the man about to kill him, Alberto Falcone, the dead son. The bodyguard leaps up. It's Batman, who is wearing a Kevlar vest. Alberto is placed under arrest. Later on, there's a breakout at Arkham Asylum. All of the inmates have been set free by a solitary figure who is flipping a coin to decide whether to leave Calendar Man in his cell. As Falcone is ranting in the kitchen to Sophia, the lights cut out suddenly. The two explore the house with their guns drawn, finding guards dead all around. They burst into the Roman's office to find all of the Arkham escapees there, along with Grundy, Scarecrow, Mad Hatter, Penguin, Catwoman, and their mysterious leader, who reveals himself to be Harvey Dent, whose appearance and speech now reflects his half-badly-scarred face. You think I want to escape from this? There is no escape from this. It's not about what I want. It's about what's fair! Dent is about to kill Falcone when Batman drops in, taking down the villains one by one under the cover of smokescreen. Dent grabs Falcone and places a gun to his head. When Batman appeals to Dent to let Carmine go, Harvey tells him that his name is now Two-Face. He then flips his coin, which lands scarred side up. Two-Face shoots Falcone twice in the head. 
Sophia then screams and rushes forward to attack Two-Face, but Catwoman stops her. The two wrestle and fall through a glass window. Catwoman grabs onto a ledge, but Sophia plunges to the ground many stories below. Two-Face then disappears. A bat signal appears in the sky. Batman goes to investigate at the police department and discovers Two-Face on the roof, ready to turn himself in. Two-Face says that justice has now been done and that he has killed the Roman. As Gordon slaps the cuffs on him, Two-Face drops one final hint. He tells them that there were two holiday killers. You're coming with me, Harvey. I want to help you. Help me? No, Harvey. Wait. Let's go, Harvey! Gordon and Batman discuss what Two-Face said and conclude that it must have been Alberto Falcone who was the other holiday killer. And they both decide they've got to keep up their work to make Gotham a safer place. Later on Christmas Eve we see Gilda Dent packing up boxes for her move away from Gotham. She claims that she took it upon herself to start the holiday killings in an attempt to end the Roman's hold on Gotham and lighten Harvey Dent's caseload so that they could have a child and a happy life. Her belief is that Dent took up the killings on New Year's Eve and that Alberto is lying to the police with his confession. She also believes Dent will eventually be cured and that one day they will reconcile because she believes in Harvey Dent. I believe in Harvey Dent and I think you should too. Now in review, this book has got a lot of positives and I came up with one or two negatives. So firstly the positives. I really enjoyed the film noir essence that you could pick up in the book it was really very prominent that it wanted to stick with that style and I think it really suited the book I really enjoyed the complex murder mystery it's very it's a very adult book it's not like spook which I reviewed earlier which was a, a murder mystery that just didn't work this is a book as I was saying in that review that shows every single detail and as a result you can actually judge who you think the killer is and form your own theories Maybe The Long Halloween is a little too complex, perhaps. I know I know one or two people that have struggled with it a little bit, but uh, personally I think it's, it's very good, and it's a great detective story for Batman. Probably the best one I've read so far. A few of the characters are done very well, in particular Harvey Dent, obviously. Jim Gordon is done excellently, probably the best I've seen him yet, and the Bruce Wayne and Batman persona is done very well and the differences between the two of them something that Jeff Loeb clearly caught on to the story as you're working through it constantly turns on its head you, you come up with a theory Harvey Dent must be the holiday killer and then all of a sudden next chapter something amazing has happened and you think oh okay that can't be true but it's back to square one maybe it's someone else done really well and it's just great storytelling uh, the calendar man I thought was quite an interesting character I think he was a bit risky because he's a character that probably could be thought to be a very boring and dull character but they managed to use him very well in in, in an interesting way Uh, the gangsters in this book are very well done quite often I found when we have gangsters in a Batman book they don't seem very threatening just because it doesn't seem that they could really do much harm to Batman or any of the other crazy villains but Falcone is in particular very threatening as well as all the others and and they they don't seem useless that's the point they seem that they could actually cause some damage um, so many people get murdered in this book out of the secondary characters that, that you uh, become concerned for them because they're so well written that you like the secondary characters which is a tough thing to do the fact that we like all these secondary characters and they're getting murdered we uh, we don't know who's going to die and who's going to live and it's, it's very well done 
There's some excellent other mysteries going on through the book, other than the Holiday Killers, uh, which are also there to keep you interested, such as why wasn't the Riddler murdered, and uh, what's Catwoman's motivation throughout the entire book. So it's not just a murder mystery, there's several, lots of other things going on at the same time. I obviously really enjoyed the gangster element. I think The Godfather is a clear inspiration for this book, and uh, as so many people love The Godfather, I think it was a good thing to include, and it's something that really works with these gangsters, and perhaps that's why they seem to be a bit more threatening. The book is a very large book. It's a very long story, but it's so easy to get into, and it's a very fast read, so do not be put off by the length of it. I do think, however, you need to be... You have to remember a lot of information to really... Uh, stick with the book so it's one of those ones you really need to sit down with and spend a lot of time with on one day rather than doing a chapter a day or something like that because you might become a bit you'll forget certain elements which you needed to remember the relationships throughout the book because it's set over such a long period of time of about a year or more the relationships are very well done and so you see Batman's relationship with the police develop you see um, friendships between Gordon and Dent and Batman and Gordon develop and usually deteriorate and uh, even relationships such as Harvey Dent and Gilda, you see them deteriorate as well in a realistic way because it's done over a long period of time that Jeff Loeb's got available to him, so it's done very well. Uh, Some negative things about the book are that Solomon Grundy, I just don't like him very much. He's just not a character that really does it for me. I'm struggling to think of many negatives. As I said, maybe it's a little too complex, but I think that most people can usually keep up with it. And that's about all the negatives I can think of. Art-wise, I thought the shadows and the way that certain characters were sort of drawn and, and lit was a really fantastic way of doing things. Very unique, very distinctive, simple at times, and also had detail at times. It was a good combination of the two. Uh, and the villains. Uh, some people find that the art is a bit too ridiculous for someone like the Joker, for instance. If you look at his mouth, it's just enormous. But what I think is a very good way of of putting it is that you've got the gangsters and Gordon and Dent who look very ordinary, and um, I think the the super villains, the you know the costumed villains, need to stand out and look larger than life. And I think Tim Sale does an excellent job of making the Joker look so much larger than life that I think it works in that context with the gangsters looking ordinary, and then you have these costume villains just looking just looking ridiculous and over the top. I think it really works. So overall, uh, I don't think you can get a much better character origin than this one for Two-Face. And it's not just that. You've got excellent story developing with Batman and the villains and a fantastic murder mystery the entire way through. You can tell Jeff Lowe really understands all the characters in this book very well. And it's fully deserving of um, of its title as one of the best Bat books around. And as a result, I will definitely be giving it 5 out of 5 Batarangs. It's up there with year one, certainly, and if you haven't read this and you're a Batman fan, get on it. It's brilliant. I'm sorry, Harvey. Now, a few extra points about the book. The identity of the Holiday Killer has always remained ambiguous, enough so that neither Loeb nor Sale will reveal who actually did it. The mystery stems from Two-Face revealing that there were two Holiday Killers, followed by his wife, Gilda, revealing she committed the murders as well. So you've got theories saying that Gilda did it, that Harvey Dent did it, and Alberto Falcone is also in there as well. And so it's, um, it's something that the reader can make up on, on their own, which I think is a, a, 
interesting element to the book. Now, The Long Halloween was one of three noted comics that influenced Batman Begins, but I think the book was more prevalent in the film's sequel, The Dark Knight, which adapted many elements of the story, such as the decline of the mob and the rise in prominence of the freaks, such as the Joker and Two-Face. The I Believe in Harvey Dent campaign slogan was also used in the film. Also, the setting of Batman, Gordon and Harvey Dent talking on the roof of the police department is taken from this story and used in The Dark Knight. As is Gordon's line, he does that whenever Batman disappears. In the comic, Harvey Dent has acid thrown on his face during the court case, but, but in the film a witness draws a gun on him that doesn't work, as a small homage to uh, the original Two-Face origin. The comic also depicts Dent and Batman discovering mountains of cash and destroying it, while in the film it is the Joker who destroys a pile of the mob's cash. Clearly Christopher Nolan read this book in detail, enjoyed it, wanted to include elements in The Dark Knight. And the long Halloween success also led to Loeb and Sale to reteam for the sequel, Batman Dark Victory, and also for Catwoman When in Rome. And I will be reviewing those at a later date. Harvey! Harvey! No! So please get on the forums to tell me what you thought of The Long Halloween. Is it as good as everyone thinks it is? Do you have some negatives about it? Love to hear them. Get on the forums, tell me about it, or send me an email to nick at thebatmanuniverse.net. I'll also be posting on the forums the reading list for the next group of books. We've got Batman Faces coming up next, and then after that I'll be setting out the next six or seven books for me to be doing. So you can get ahead and be prepared for all the Bat Books for Beginners segments coming up. So that was The Long Halloween. As I said, next time I'll be reviewing Batman Faces, where we'll be continuing the story of Harvey Dent. And this has been Nick, and now it's back to Dustin and the guys. Poor Harvey. So filled with anger. Do you think there's any hope? Where there's love, there's hope, Commissioner. But a little luck wouldn't hurt. For you.